Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Brightline podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. Okay, welcome to today's episode, guys. This is the first inaugural interview episode of On the Brightline podcast, and we're so very excited to uh, have Tony Wade in our presence virtually. <laughs> um, so I, we are gonna we're gonna just do a lot of conversation today with Tony about his journey um, along the way. I'm not gonna speak for him. I'm gonna let him speak for himself and uh, just tell tell us a little bit about your story and um, how you got to BLE. Thank you so much. And it's an honor to be here. I've watched all the podcasts that you guys have had, and I love it. And I love your dynamic, and I'm honored to be your first uh, interviewee. And I'm glad and I'm happy to set the bar really low. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I started Brightline Eating and, uh, actually I was doing a, um, I'm in a 12 step program for alcohol and I had a friend there who, um, she writes these historical plays about this particular, uh, 12 step program. And so, um, and I was doing the plays with, with her and, and I loved it. It was so much fun, but we're going to go to, uh, Texas. And at that time I weighed, uh, 380 one pounds right mm -hmm. and i knew that if we went to if we went there we're gonna get to the airport and i'm gonna be embarrassed because i'm gonna have to get two seats mm -hmm. and i didn't want to be embarrassed at the airport so i haven't had a conversation when i told her you know i just don't want to i want to do this beforehand and but i noticed she had started to lose some weight so i asked her you know what are you doing she says the three match words by line eating of course i never heard of it and then um she said uh that men uh do very well on it is what she said so then I get home and I look it up and I'm like, okay, here's a 300 page book. I'm not gonna read yet another 300 page book. Just tell me what I need to do, you know. It's funny because Susan talks about that in the book about to not do that, you know. Uh, but I, I said, that's stupid, I need to read the book. So I, I get the book from the library because, you know, I was being frugal. I'm like, I don't wanna spend any more money on another book, but I got it from the library and changed my life. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this book and, wow. and it just, everything resonated. Um, for one thing, it's written in a style similar to uh, a book from a 12-step program that I'm familiar with. And, um, and the Susan story, um, how it put different things together from other 12-step uh, food recovery programs, the fellowship, how it's op open and, and, um, and welcoming, and of course, the science. Mm -hmm. uh, and so all those things, uh, I was sold. You know, I was I was convinced this is going to work. And so so anyway, so then I, I did the whole things we do, uh, getting ready to do it. And uh, and there's a plan in the book of what to do on your day once, the three day one. And I did all that stuff. I didn't do that. You know, what's funny is I knew I was ready. So I didn't do the whole um, last suppering thing we do. I, I didn't do that. I, I, I did eat the NMF that I had, uh, not my food that I had left. And some things I threw away, but I was ready. I was so ready that I didn't wait for the first of the month. I didn't wait for the first of the week. I started on a on a Friday, May 17th. That's how weird is that? Because that was just the day that I was ready. And so, um, and since then, it's been, uh, my journey was, uh, was incredible. You know, it was just, 
uh, I lost an amazing amount of weight in a short time. My, my weight, uh, uh, I was averaging like 10 pounds a month, you know, and I had a lot of weight to lose. Wow. So, so I lost, um, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It, it really, it, it isn't a, um, like it was something that I was doing, you know, yeah. that was different than anybody else. No, some it, people it, just lose it quick, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it was cool because on I weighed myself on the first of the month, and that was like a holiday. It was like, look at this. I put it on Facebook, look at that. you know, it's like that, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but the whole thing is I I'm just I'm telling this big long story, but I met Susan Pierce Thompson in oh. 2019. And she she said something to me that that really changed my, the trajectory of where I was going. She says, um, I had lost 60 pounds by then. Nothing to sneeze at. I don't know where that phrase comes from while you would sneeze at something, but but anyway, um, but she says you just start thinking about maintenance. And I was like, I'm, I'm like 90 pounds away from maintenance. I, I read that part in the book, but you know, you kind of gloss over certain, you know, but she said, you start thinking about maintenance. And the thing is, that is the goal. That's where I'm going. That's the point of all this, you know? And so that really changed the way I looked at it. So I got red thing, my maintenance, I prepared for maintenance. So when I, it came to the point where I, and I never had a number in mind, of where I wanted to be. I, I wasn't going to look like that um, uh, Old Spice model on the horse. That wasn't going to be my thing. So <laughs> I was, you know, I, I knew that. I didn't care. Um, and what it came down to was I just, one day, uh, it was the first of the month, weighed myself in, in uh, May of uh, 2020, a year later, and my weight loss had slowed down, and I was starting to have cravings that I never had before. I was watching, actually, I was watching Ozark, and they went out to eat pancakes, and I was like, my, I just blew my head open. I was like, oh my God, what's, you know, <laughs> that, that had not happened. And so, so thanks to Ozark, I knew I needed to go to uh, the maintenance program. And the next day, that's why I made my first dad, you know, and so I had lost 150 pounds. And that, wow. but the, the thing is, that's bearing the lead. You will sell, you lost, you went from a 56 waist to a 36 waist, from a 4X shirt to a, a large shirt. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's great. That's not, that's bearing the lead. The lead is I've maintained that. Right. That's, that's the lead, you know? Yeah. And we were, we were actually discussing that a little bit before we got on here about um, the maintenance dance. And, uh, you know, Bonnie was talking about, um, you know, her, her, her dance that she's going through, because I'm not in maintenance yet. So I, I always am looking to glean from the people that are, that are not only are in maintenance, but have maintained for long periods of time, right? Because like you said, you're buried in the lead is that not only have you been in maintenance, not only are you in maintenance, but you've been in maintenance for three plus years. Am I doing the math? Right. right? And, and I think that that's one thing that we don't, we, we haven't talked a lot about in, on the podcast yet, but in, you know, in BLE is that the whole point of the whole point of the program is not only to lose the weight, but it's be able, it's to be able to maintain it once you've lost it. Yeah. And so I think that you're a testament to that. And I think that's, you know, amazing. Bonnie, Robin, do you guys have anything? Yeah. I mean, I, we were just talking because somebody had posted in the community this morning, you know, I've lost weight twice before on other programs and I've regained it all. And I think I realize now I'm addicted to losing weight. And I said, you know, for me, I think my previous weight loss attempts were all about being a certain weight or a certain size. And some idea that once I was that size, everything in my life was going to be okay. And I'd just be there and be be done. Um, and that's why you regain the weight because you have no plan for maintaining it. You're just trying, your goal is just to get there. And I said, you know, now my goal is to be healthy and be free of food thoughts. 
but that there is a dopamine hit from seeing that 10 pound weight. Like you said, that feeling like, oh, I'm 10 pounds down. And there's a thing about that. And that when you hit your goal, that stops happening. And if you haven't created a plan to substitute that dopamine hit every day that you were getting from losing weight, you're going to struggle. And that that's part of why that landing the plane plan needs to, needs to happen in the middle of your weight loss journey, which again, like you said, is weird to think about. I'm already thinking about what maintenance is going to be like, but you got to start working on, I think what that plan is going to be. Right. Um, How are you going to get your dopamine hit? Well, I mean, for me, you know, you're seeing everyone, you're seeing that, that it's going down. Wow, it's awesome. Look, it's going down. Yeah. And then then I started weighing once a week. And then it's like, hey, look at me. I'm the same weight I was. Hey, look, I'm the same weight I was. And it's not, it's, not feel good. But I knew, no, but I knew that, though. I knew that was beforehand. I, I prepared for that as much yeah. as you can for that. Yeah. Uh, that it was going to change. That that is something. And like, what I love is Susan, just, she comes out and she'll just say it. Like she says, when you, in the beginning, when you start this program, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. It, and, it, and I did. It was awful. But I knew that's what, you know, so it yeah. wasn't like this. It was being sprung on me all of a sudden. Um, if I'm preparing myself for it, if I think I'm going to stay in weight loss all the time, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. <clears throat> that could be an issue. So, so do you feel like, have you had any moments where you, where you let up on your program and got sloppy with it and then had to kind of course correct? Has that happened for you? That is not my story. And, and actually I, I, I saw an episode where, uh, uh, Megan talked about that, where, where, uh, and, and let me, let me back up. Susan made this blog about the, uh, uh, the crystal vase and the, uh, teddy bear. And I, I, in, on, on some level, like I kind of wish she hadn't because it's like people always say, oh, I'm not a crystal vaser. And it, and it's like, I've been in, in unofficial BLE Zoom meetings where people are talking and no one's ever said this to me. And no one's even, I don't think they mean it that way, but it's a similar thing like people in 12-step programs who are, they're older, old timers, they'll go, you know, to a young kid, well, I spilt more alcohol in my time than you ever drank, you know? So, and then, like I said, no one's ever said this. But like people who are tens, and I'm a seven, might think, "Wow, you know, look, you're a seven. You know, almost you can't like, almost anything. like diminishing your accomplishment because it was so much easier for you." Yeah, well, no one said that. See, yeah. but that's the that's the way that I I I felt sometimes. Like I can't say, "Hey, you know what? This is my story. Uh, yeah. This is this is my truth." Yeah. Uh, and and I felt kind of like I, especially when you're talking about people who struggle a lot. And but what I what for me though it's about right now it's about today I don't I focus on one day at a time and I I'm not guaranteed that tomorrow this is going to be my story I'm well aware of that uh, so I fight complacency uh, that's I, I I do not let myself co- be complacent because if you feel complacent you need to complace your ass in a chair here <laughs> <laughs> well and I think what you're you're mentioning is I I talked about like almost being embarrassed by how easy it's been to go on ELBLE. Is that what you're, is that what you're referring to? And I do, I mean, because yes, I guess I'm technically a, you know, I'm technically a crystal vaser and, you know, but I also feel like I have to be, I I think I'm like a nine or a 10, like I'm not a seven, but I don't know that I'm like a 10 plus, 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 like a lot of people are on the susceptibility scale. I'm sorry. That's what we're talking about. For those that don't speak BLE, let me, um, let me put that out there. So there's a susceptibility quiz that, uh, Susan Pierce Thompson created and that we all take it that well, we most of us have taken um, at the beginning of our journey to find out where on the 
scale we land as far as what our um, susceptibility is to food addiction. And so uh, what Tony was saying is that he's a seven. Um, you know, I, I'm about a nine or a 10, um, depending on the day. And I know that Bonnie has talked about it before. She's the 10 plus, 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 as is Susan Pierce Thompson, you know, like it's, it's all, you know, that's, it's, and I think for me, it's like, I have to be very vigilant, like, and, and diligent in my program, but yeah, it, it may not be the same as someone who is a 10, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not my journey too, right? Like you said, Tony, like, this is my story and it's like, I have to, you know, my story is what it is. So um, I'm in agreement there. Robin, but, did but, you have anything? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, but the, the, the only thing, and that's not, uh, this is a, just a, a, um, According to the video that Susan made, oh. the crystal vase, the crystal vase thing is uh, not me. I have a crystal vase, or I have, and in my case, I have a crystal Raiders helmet. Is what I have. I don't have a crystal vase. In my <laughs> Beautiful. But anyway, Beautiful. Uh, but but so I have it. So you you cherish it. You don't you know you don't you don't want to mess around and drop it. It's that kind of thing. Um, but the the whole thing of. Uh, about the sevens and tens, okay, sure, I'm not a 10, right, but you know what, I weighed 464 pounds at my highest weight, I've mm -hmm. broken chairs, you know, um, there's, it, I had to get two seats on an airplane, you know, all those things, yeah. so yeah, I earned my seat here. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'm a 10, but I've never been, you know, I didn't come from super high numbers, I was 70 pounds overweight, which is, you know, a lot for somebody that's five foot one and a half, but yeah, I didn't come from that kind of number. And yet, you know, I think I'm more at risk for, you know, for relapse um, than someone who's a seven for whatever reason, right? It's just, it is what it is. Um, and I think it sounds like you've done a ton of 12-step work in general too. So even before you came to the BLE part, you had done a, probably a lot of work on your, your, your own psyche about how you approach sobriety and addiction. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how. Well, those and I'm going to segue. Together. I'm going to segue into a, and a question about what your community support is, because I think that you could talk about that in conjuncture 12 step and BLE, right? Yeah, well, I've been in the um, 12 step recovery for 31 years. And so, so yeah, when I came to BLE, I, it had been 27 years uh, that I had been in uh, um, that program. And that is that's why it's very similar. The two things are very similar in that you have a problem with alcohol stop drinking hello um but then if you you have you have alcoholism you remove the alcohol and you have the ism the ism i self me and that's left and then what do i do with that you know and it's the same thing in brightline eating i was at a meeting my first zoom meeting i ever went to was in a a, a, a celebration in alaska uh they invited me i didn't know anybody they were just brightline eaters and and it was so cool. They're having a meal together and stuff, you know, and they were celebrating their weight loss. And it was it was really cool. And um, this a woman, Molly, she says, so let's say I get down to my bright size body. Now what? Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, that, that, that that's the thing. And um, you, if you read the book, it's all, all over the book. Susan is, is to, you know, do you get to your your most actualized self? It isn't about that to. Um, yeah, like awesome in the mirror, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, maybe that is your most actualized self and then maybe that is it. I mean, I think for most people, it isn't about that. It's about to get that off the table. Finally, this thing yeah, that yeah. so many people struggle with and then be who you were put on this earth to be, you know, that, that is the thing that is so empowering. 
Robin, do you want anything to say? I feel like. Yeah, well, it's that idea of that getting the food and the focus on food out of the way of becoming your your true self, your your authentic self, and letting that shine as opposed to, um, you know, the focus on on weight and food holding you back from becoming that and growing into who you would like to be. What what came up for you, or what were you able to focus on once the food part was out of the way? Well, coupled with um, this thing you may have heard of the um, pandemic, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> coupled with that, because uh, I started in 2019 and then 2020, 2020, we know what happened. And so, what happened was this: so many, so many people say this. You know, one of these days, I'm going to do this. You know, when I retire, I think I'll do this, and then they died, and they never yep. did that. Uh, literally not. You just verbalized my life beer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, so it's like, but the thing is, it doesn't have to be a pandemic. It could be driving to work. It could be, I mean, I don't, I don't be be a fatalist or something. I'm just being, you know, and I I think it was really the pandemic put that, you know, because I started to see people who were dying who had these things they wanted to do. And I always said, man, I want to write a book. One of these days I'm going to write a book. So I decided this is a, this is a day, (laughs) you know, and I, did this whole thing and I um, made a proposal and it was accepted. And I, and I, um, you know, I've written three books now. And at that, in my first book, I thanked Susan Pierce Thompson in the book because uh, it, it would not have happened, but for Bright Line Eating, I actually gave her a copy when she, when she came to visit us um, a few months ago. Uh, I, I was going to say, I sold her a copy, you know, <laughs> as a joke. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so that, that really is the thing of, of, uh, just trying to see who I and and not just that, it's other things too, but um, but that is the main thing is trying to focus my energy into things that are um positive for people. I've been trying to do that with 12-step programs too. Uh, but there was there was a really uh, uh I think I had the ability to write, and I and I am a writer of other things, you know. Um, but not in this way. I I didn't have the, you know, I had the imposter syndrome. I had fear, all that stuff, you know, and I finally had to, had to say, um, and partly because of Bright Line Eating, very successful at, at Bright Line Eating, um, one day at a time, um, I was able to um, apply that to something else. I mean, I think she talks about, I don't know if it was one of her blogs or in the book, but she talks about, you know, who you perceive yourself to be is based on what you see yourself doing. And I think when you see yourself accomplishing something you haven't before and maintaining your weight loss and following this program and getting healthy, you just view yourself differently and it changes your, that inner self-confidence. And maybe that's what helps overcome the imposter syndrome, right? Is that realization that you really can, you really are capable. Yeah. I think there's, there's a, there's this weird thing we have in this country where we want to, uh, and this is country, this, where there's this obsession with fame and money and uh, looks and all those things. And then you see the people who have all that and they're freaking miserable. They're all nuts. <laughs> you they're know? Nuts. And, That's right. They're all when, nuts. Well, when you see one who's not that way, they're like a unicorn. You know, you're like, uh, you know, and so you who are well adjusted and they have a, a long marriage or whatever. And, and it, it, you know, what's well, weird? Look at that. You know, um, and it, it's so bizarre that we uh, I have had friends who have chased, you know, the, the cor- climb of the corporate ladder, got to the top of the corporate ladder and then realized that ladder is leaning up against the wrong wall. You know, that, that that's not where they wanted to go. 
That's the ladder uh, to 80 hours a week of working and having no life. Yeah, that that's Mm -hmm. not joy. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're not, I mean, my daughter asked us years ago, asked me and my wife years ago if we were rich. And I told her, absolutely, we're rich. Are you kidding me? Uh, I can go, I can go and I know that when I turn the faucet, that water that's a potable is going to come out of there. We have a, we have a roof. We have a, we have a floor. Uh, you know, uh, we have electricity. We have uh, more than enough amenities. We're absolutely rich, just not in the standards of by Americans. No, but look at a lot of the world. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Anyway, and it, and and I try to keep that uh, that mindset, you know, that uh, and be that gratitude. I, I'm, it's easy to say all this in a meeting uh, or in, a, in an interview with you guys, but the hard part is when I'm not here, <laughs> you know, and right, then right. I have to deal with life. You know, right. So. right. Well, this is a good segue. I'm going to ask um, because we've talked about this on form on on a, on a I can't. I'm sorry. I'm losing my words today. Um, on a podcast in the past, what am I trying to say, guys? I can't yeah. come up with the on a prior podcast. Prior Previous podcast. Episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, being in my own home for some reason makes me lose brain cells. So, <laughs> um, I was going to ask. So we've talked about emergency action plans. So uh, I know that you said, you know, being a seven on the on the scale, maybe maybe you haven't had emergency situations, and maybe you have. I don't want to make assumptions, but um, do you have an emergency action plan? If you do, what does that look like? Um, so I don't have a, if you're saying if I have an actual written, uh, behind glass break and turn, you know, in case of emergency glass, no, I don't have one of those. No. But, uh, what I've tried to do is, um, to have a plan. If I know that I'm like, I'm traveling, I have a plan. If I'm, well, for instance, I don't have to use a uh, hypothetical. I can use what's coming up. I'm, I'm having this, uh, an author's luncheon next week. And, <laughs> So I, I asked the uh, the woman who's organizing. I go, I go so because she asked me about technical stuff. When, when am I speaking? When, you know, where's the logistics stuff? And then, but then I go, you know, I hate to be a pest, but I have special dietary considerations. I don't I don't eat sugar. I don't eat flour. I don't drink eat oil. I forgot to say that I don't eat dairy either. I forgot about that part. Uh, but um, so I said, you know, can you tell me? Let me know what they're having. And she says, oh well, the Vegan, vegetarian, uh, gluten-free menu is pasta primavera. Really? Yeah. Robin, your face. <laughs> I'm like, no. And then, and then I said, no, it really won't work. And then she comes back and she says, uh, well, it's, it's gluten-free. And I'm like, I yeah, I can read. Uh, I read your email. <laughs> but I didn't say that. But, you know, I mean, they don't know. And and here's the thing. I'm, I'm whole foods plant-based. and uh, But I'm not I'm not a vegan. By by, I don't use that word just because it's a loaded term that comes with a lot of uh, um, I don't want to say baggage. Well, anyway, when I became a whole food plant based, I did not know that uh, junk food vegan was a thing. I had no idea, and so so anyway, there's this there's this whole uh, universe of things that a lot of vegetarians and vegans eat that I do not eat. So I so knowing all that um, with this upcoming event, I have to make a plan. And I have to make a backup plan because, uh, uh, and so uh, that is the thing. I've because I've seen people fail who uh, or or had a, had a struggle. I shouldn't say fail. Stray uh, have had a a struggle because um, their plan wasn't um, you know sufficient. Um, so so yeah, that, my main thing is uh, to to you know the the Cub Scouts be prepared uh, as much as I can. You know. 
and advocate for yourself is what I'm hearing. You're, oh, you're not right. you're not afraid to speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself, correct? I don't look. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I I I just this is look because I know people say, oh, you get in a, in a social situation. Uh, social situation. I'm hard time saying in my own house too, Megan. It's, it's, I can't. <laughs> I know. All this type brain cells. Just no. gone. <laughs> so the social situation, uh, it could be um, stressful and embarrassing or whatever. I don't care. This is more important than that. Yeah. And if someone asked me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it like that. I say it with y'all. But um, but if they asked me, that's the answer. Yeah, this is more important because I was going to, you know, when I when I before I left out, when I, a friend of mine had a uh, um, a stroke, and uh, he was younger than me, and he was uh, lighter than me, and I was like, oh my god, that's what's going to happen. To me. Mm-hmm. And that was really what started me this whole thing about wanting to lose weight was that. And then I got to hold my friend. But uh, um, that's where I was going. That's exactly where I was headed. Uh, so it wasn't, I didn't really come here for the vanity. I came here to save my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a similar story. I agree. And the vanity is great. Like, don't get me wrong. But I mean, I, I, I saw myself on the path of, you know, early death and, you know, not being able to raise my kids. And I just... I decided that wasn't okay. You know, I had to stay alive. I had to, I had to become my healthiest self. So I completely understand that sentiment. So. Absolutely. And I, I mentioned the whole vegan and vegetarian and hopefully plant-based thing. I'm not a, um, a zealot. <laughs> I mean, far from it. My, my uh, younger brother, Scott started <laughs> doing wildland eating a few months after I did. And um, oh. he eats meat. Yeah. That was, oh, it was awesome. He's my buddy. Yeah, yeah, he's my buddy, and so uh, he's the one I commit my food to. So it's really cool to have my brother, one of my brothers, in uh, in Baton eating, and then later my wife started doing it. And I will say that too, with, with the family, it's the hardest you know thing to do. When I read the book, I was like, uh, oh yeah, my wife Beth, she is absolutely a ten, you know. But I know that me going and telling her, uh, you know, hey, you need it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, no, you want to you want to start a fight? That's the you know. I'm not a blivangelist, you know, that's, that's not what I do. I love it. Yeah, that's, I, guess, I stole that from my brother too. Scott, Scott is the one who came with blivangelist. Yeah, that's no, not husband, what I my do. My husband always says, I don't want to be a born again eater, you know, born again be a leader to people because uh, nobody likes that. Nobody likes me preached no. to. Mm-mm. No, no, I can't, and I can't even be, you know, subtle about it. Like, oh, that's the wrong one. Like, you know, I mean, let me leave this book somewhere. We'll show you, you know. No. I'm going to tell you the good word about BLE. <laughs> right, right. She had to, because she saw me for 14 months, and then uh, she was ready to start doing it, you know, and, and that's what it takes. And if she didn't, if she never did, I would still be here talking to you guys today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I have a very similar experience with my husband as well. Like he's, you know, he's doing like, what would we call it? Slight line eating. Like he, he's not like, but he's no sugar, no flour, which again, it's like, that was revolutionary in our household. And so for the fact that like, we can now be in this place where we can support each other. And, um, you know, again, there is no BLE police. We know this, we've heard this, (laughs) but we do have a constable, right? Tony. Um, but that it's not my job to make sure that he stays on plan or doesn't stay on plan or whatever, but my job, you know, my job is to keep my eyes on my own plate. And that's what I, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious, was there anything that really surprised you about BLE when you started doing this? Um, 
there's a lot of women here. I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, Tony, because we'd love to hear your perspective on that, please. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, we are the we are the men who in BLE, we are the proud four percent. Uh, mm. It is ninety six. Wow. Is it that small? That's what Su that's from Susan. Ninety-six wow. percent. Yeah, we are the BLE unicorns. Wow. Um, and so uh the thing, you know, the 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 weird thing is that I'm in so I'm in I do like the um unofficial BLE Zoom meetings, and it's mainly women. Sometimes it's just me, the only the only guy there. Often it is just me. Yeah. Um, but in the 12 step ones, there there are some guys too. But, uh, and I'm also in, uh, we used to have a men's uh, uh, Facebook, I mean, a Zoom meeting, but that kind of folded with uh, the pandemic ease ups. But um, I am in a Marco Polo group with a bunch of guys, like 40. Oh, and so, that. yeah, but those two worlds, you know, people ask me, what's it, what's it like, the difference? We talk about the same stuff. You know, what's funny is the, the women's, uh, and it's not a women's meeting, but the, but the those meetings, they talk about hockey. That's more sports talk than I get in the uh, <laughs> Marco Polo. I'm serious, you So you think it would be, but it's not. You know, we talk about the same stuff. Yeah. You know, the, the, the um, it's a little different, uh, but not much, you know. Um, it, it, it's because the, the thing, the reason why we're here is, um, Issues that I, you know, I, I had issues. I no, I don't have just issues. I have a subscription, uh, and so, so it's like there's there's things that I need to keep to continue to work on, and uh, and I know I need community. And that was that's what I'm saying. People have other podcasts and stuff, but what you guys came with with a community, you know, which I thought was kind of cool. You know, it's a it's a different thing to to have uh, um, friends, and and this is I don't see how um successfully and maybe there's someone who could do it uh, on their own but um in the food environment we live in that we call normal I, it's incredibly difficult this is the hardest yeah I, I mean i certainly hear a lot of people on the uh, in the facebook community talking about how they're coming back to it because they realize they didn't add community in last time you know yeah. they try to do it on their own and you know that go it alone thing is a whole is a whole coping um strategy that I think addicts use too. And so I think that going alone thing is, is a part of a denial that you don't really want to embrace sobriety fully, I think. Well, it's, and that, that part of it may be in to a degree, because there, there are terms for it, you know, that are, that are masculine, you know, man up, you know, mm -hmm. and all that, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, just, uh, and, and it, there is a, there is a guys don't typically seek that out. We don't, uh, in general, this I don't want to air any dirty laundry, but like I picture my husband in this group and I'm like, he would never <laughs> because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't typically look outside of himself for, you know, for help. And I think that, that that's why I think that that, I think that that's why the men and I, it, you know, it's not surprising to me that there's only 4% of men in the BLE community, um, because, it, I think there is, like you you were saying, um, you know, there's this mentality that you man up, you know, you just, you you become stoic and you do it on your own and you don't need help, right? So. Right. The phrase, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which a patient of mine pointed out, is actually physically impossible to do. <laughs> <laughs> about it. Right. So that idea that 
we have all these sayings, these trite little sayings that tell us that we should be able to do it on our own. And the reality is we can rarely do anything on our own. And that if we actually want to succeed, if success is the goal and maintenance is the goal, we have to build that community and be willing to say, I'm struggling. Can you support me? Can you help me? Oh, right. Yeah. I've heard people talk about uh, this 12 step program for alcohol. This, you know, that's just a crutch, man. That's right. just a crutch, mm-hmm. which is, right. I don't understand wow. that at all. When, if you break your leg, a crutch is something that helps you. Um, if you to hop around on one foot to be macho is stupid. Uh, so, so um, I, I needed a crutch. I needed a wheelchair. I needed an iron lung. You know, uh, so uh, to ask for help, I mean, it's ridiculous. But that that's part of the culture. You know, as you know, there there are cultural things on men, and there are a lot of cultural things on women. Um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it, a lot of them put on women by men. So yeah, <laughs> I'm well aware of that. You know, uh, so. So yeah, so some of the issues that that are talked about in in the meetings and uh, I don't relate to because I'm not a woman, yeah, you know, uh, but I do understand it. I'm, you know, I live in this world, so I do understand it as much as I can from the outside. Yeah. I think, and I think one of the things that we have tried to keep an eye on is um, expanding the reach of BLE as much as we can with this podcast, right? And so. One of the things just to, you know, open it up to the to the audience is like one of the reasons why we invited Tony is because we felt like you had such a unique perspective that none of us could bring to the table. Right. And so I think that that's really, um, you know, I would, you know, hearing hearing from a male perspective, especially in this community is just so um, unique. And, you and, you know, like you said, the unicorn, um, uh, you know, you guys are the unicorns of the community. It's like, how do we. How do we open this up more so that more men, women, whoever are comfortable coming in and understand what this is and understand how this how this um, how this program can work for them? You know, so not that I'm asking anybody, at, you know, around the Zoom meeting to solve this problem right now. I'm just saying, like, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. This is definitely, um, you know, what part of our mission of this podcast is to um, spread the word as much as we can. So. Um, Tony, I have a question. If you could say one thing to your former self when you were thinking about going on BLE, well, you kind of just did it, but even thinking back to yourself before, um, like before before you left in, yeah, before you left in, before you were ready for this, what would you be, what, what would that thing be? Could you have said something to yourself to get you, get you to the table sooner? Yeah, I, I thought about that question. I don't really know that. I mean, I think you're ready when you're ready, you know, and, um, there were, I mean, there were times in my life when I thought I was ready to do something, but I mean, and I, and I did, you know, I did the Atkins thing and, and the other, you know, not a, I didn't do a bunch of different, bunch of different types. Did you ever juice? I did that. That was I didn't didn't do that one. No, I didn't didn't do a lot really, you know? (laughs) Um, But, but I, I, I think it's, for me, I just have to be ready. And I'm always, and I'm always conscious of people ask me, Hey, what, um, you know, what uh, tips or suggestions or, or that kind of thing do you have? And I'm like, I don't give those. I can tell you my experience. Yeah. And with the caveat that everybody's different, you know, everybody's different. So I don't know what's going to work for whoever, you know, I, I have no idea. Um, people, oh, and I get this too. Oh, you're a rock star. Wow. You, 
you know, you're now, and I'm like, you're, you're a miracle. Wow. No, I'm not the miracle. I'm not a rock star. You know what the miracle is? Bright line eating. Mm-hmm. I'm just some guy who's doing this thing that was already there, you know? Um, so, so I don't get it twisted. You know, um, I'm aware of uh, the fact that there's this program out there and it's good. It can work. Um, actually, the cool thing about bright line eating is that she put the program in a book that you can get from the library. Yeah. yeah, the maintenance that the whole thing is really in that, that to be sure there are uh, nuances and other things that have been added. The whole resume book is awesome and other other things. But if you just want to to do the um, get to a bright sized body, I this is my experiences uh, and my brother's experience who has never been part of the membership or anything. He, he calls himself a bright booker. He almost got sued by Susan. That's a good story. I'll tell you some other time. Uh-huh. Not, really, not really, but it's a funny story. But. Uh, um, <laughs> but he's he's called himself a bright booker and he's all the only thing he's done is use the book and he's watched the, the the vlogs and he's been in the the men's marco polo thing you know so yeah. and well and we'll do a little i mean i'll do a little plug and i will i will say that we will make sure that we put the um link to the unofficial zoom meetings um with this podcast um that'll go out just because i think that's really important i mean we've talked about it uh here um that you can be part of the membership right? Obviously, like you can join uh, right now, the way the program's working is there's three times a year, there's an entrance point um, for the boot camp, And then once you're done with the boot camp, you can join the membership and you have access to, you know, amazing, amazing material. And I will tell you, like, it is amazing material um, that Susan has produced and put out and made available to the membership. Now, as Tony was saying, you don't have to do any of that. You can get the book from the library. <laughs> you know, you can buy the book, you can, you know, whatever. and I have recently found out and I'm so impressed by there are unofficial outside the membership support groups. And so um, that's when I'm, that's, I will, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely committing that we will put that out um, through uh, the podcast um, on social media and all that kind of stuff. So people know where to find it. If they, if they're looking, they're not for the membership and they're looking for support. Um, I would definitely endorse, um, you know, that all of the unofficial stuff that's going on right now, because it's a good, you know, it's a great support is support. I mean, yeah. wherever you can get it, if it's, as long as it's people that are, um, committed to following the plan. And we've talked about that before, you know, you got to align with people that are in the same place that you yep. are right. You don't want to be with the people that are like, well, but I also, I eat whatever and it doesn't trigger me and that's okay. Right. And, you know, like you gotta, you gotta make sure that the people you're meeting with are really having a meeting, um, and providing that support. But yeah, I, I agree it. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, if, it, if the, if the membership's not in your budget, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's lots of other ways to access the program. I appreciate that because you know the that that's been a thing, and I've brought this up to um, some of the the powers that be. Uh, that why isn't these uh, why aren't these meetings more um, not mainstream? I don't know. I mean, because there are part there are many parts of uh, Brightland eating that are unofficial. Yeah, uh, mastermind groups are not run by uh, exactly. any, by Brightland eating. They're, you know, and yet they're 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 mentioned all the time. So why aren't these uh, meetings that have been around for four or five years now, um, um, you know, brought up more often because they are they're a great resource, you know. So there are people there I know who I, uh, we've gotten close to and and met in real life because of that. And so anyway, and you know, other yeah, things yeah. too, the um, the brighter groups or whatever, you know, those aren't uh, you know maintained by Bright Night Eating. So, right. Yeah. And Tony's talking about the bright. So most most areas of the country have like a brighter, a brighter, Our brightest, 
brightest so so like we have brightest northwest here in the pacific northwest that's what we have and so it's it actually encompasses washington and oregon and you know a bunch of you know it's that some of be some you know southern canada bc so anyway all that to say um there's there are resources out there and uh we you know as, as a unofficial <laughs> ble podcast you know yeah. we are definitely yeah, here we're to not support either Yep. Yeah, we are not official at all. So, uh, yeah, we definitely um, we're here to support that um, endeavor. So I, I would like to turn to a little bit of fun question time. I want to know, what did you want to be when you grew up, Tony? Uh, this. I wanted to be on this podcast. I wrote it down <laughs> when I was 10. It's amazing. And now my dream has come true. I love it. It. Ah, Perfect ah, answer. Ah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Ah, you're so welcome. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is I... I at one point, I remember wanting to be an ichthyologist when I was a nerdy little kid, uh, you know, because I thought that the word sounded cool. I think that's why. And then, and then it turns out I'm kind of a, I'm kind of afraid of fish, I think. Uh, I've never actually fished in my life, you know. Um, anyway, it's just, so I didn't really, I think it was really wanting to write, you know. Yeah. I mean, I look back on it, and I in fourth grade, I wrote this book that was in the, in the library, and they kept it in the, in the actual library, you know. Cool. Uh, yeah, so... Um, but I didn't know. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't, you know, who do, I mean, I, I do. I have met some people who they knew what they wanted to do when they, when they were a kid and they became that. Yes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so I, had, I do know people like that, but not, I wasn't like that. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have a long range plan at all. Okay. I love it. I love that being on the podcast was part of your dream. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, um, the final kind of heavy question. Um, if you're writing the next chapter of your life, what do you hope is in that part of your story? Well, primarily, uh, that, 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 um, so I've been sober for a, for a long time, right? And a long timer in, in, uh, it's funny because now I'm like an old timer in, uh, in, uh, in that 12 step program. Uh, but a long timer in, uh, eating is like, you know, what, eight? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. which is nothing that again just needs that. But uh, but at the same time, um and we we had a discussion about this recently about how people say, you know, I'm always on day one. And uh for me, because every day is day one, I get I understand the principle they're talking about. I get it. Uh I just I just focus on today. I can't I can't stay bright on the things I did yesterday. I have to do some, I have to do something today. Uh, however, that said, my first, my day one was May 17th of 2019, and I know a lot more now. I have a lot more experience and tools than I did then. For one thing, the resume book wasn't written then. Uh, the cookbook wasn't written then, which actually is um, a good tool. There's, it gets kind of short shrift when it comes to the writings, but there's some good stuff in that book that isn't in the other books, by the way. Uh, and so... I guess the point of it is that, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, there's just, you know, some things that um, I've been able to um, put in my toolbox, I can pick up and I can uh, use if I want to, if I choose to. Um, and, and that's the thing. So I don't know if they answered question or not. No, it's good. Bonnie, Robin, any thoughts from you guys? I just really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah. I just, I, I think hearing different experiences is so valuable because, I mean, I think among the BLE community, there's just a million different types of stories. 
And I think if somebody can hear a story that that resonates with them personally, it really helps them decide they can do this. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful message that you're sharing. Well, Tony, what do you have to say? Anything, any last closing words? Um, yeah, for me, just the, this has totally changed my life. Revolutionized is the word that I use. Revolutionized my life. And uh, I just want to close with this. In September of uh, 2019, I, I write for the local newspaper. I wrote a, I do a, I do a humor column, and then I do a history column as well. And so, in my humor column, sometimes I use it for something because I have a platform, uh, as it were. I I use it for other things, and and not just trying to be a, a funny guy. And so, in that, um, I start. I wrote about my black night eating experience for the first time in September of 2019. And actually, that's how I first met Susan. I got an email from Susan. Her her assistant saw it, and I was like, oh, an email from Susan. First time I did. And I did. I did the internal. School. But I, well, I you about yeah. it. <laughs> How you doing, Susan? Uh, thank you very much for what you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> but inside, I was like, God, dude. But anyway, but um, uh, in that uh, column, what I said was, uh, why wouldn't that? Now, I said, I, I've lost 63 pounds, but I have a lot, a lot of weight to go. So why wouldn't I wait until um, I got to my goal weight and then write this column? You know, and I said, here's why. And I started getting emotional thinking about it, you know, um, because I am 100% sure that this is going to work, that I'm going to get to my goal weight. And I've never felt like that in my life. That's what I said then. And that's what happened, you know, a uh, number of months later. You know, awesome. so so that that is that is my, um, you know, the thing that stuck with me is that from the get go, I had when I read that book, I had hope. I had a huge man hope to be thin. Oh my goodness. I had never imagined, you know, I wanted to lose a, some weight, but I never imagined I could get down to the this the uh, body that I'm in now that wasn't on the, you know, on the horizon at all. You know, but um to get to that point, I mean, it, it was life changing, you know. So uh yeah, so that's what I'm gonna do. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. It's beautiful. Okay, well, thank you so much, Tony. We really appreciate your time and um, your, you know, your amazing story. I know that's going to resonate with people, and people will be really excited to hear um, just hear more from you. So that I, is. I I'm sorry, I couldn't oh. hear that last part because I because Sprinkles was snoring. What was, what oh, <laughs> we. Have, I'm sorry, we didn't have an appearance by Sprinkles today. Apologies, apologies. Tony is a Tony is a Sprinkles fan. She has so. banged into the table a couple times and shook the camera, but otherwise. <laughs> No <laughs> oh well thank you so much we really appreciate your time and uh that is our episode for today guys we'll talk to you next time thank you all so much thank, thank you, you. Bye.